group projects. These two words together actually give me the chills. And I hate to break it to you, but even if you leave university, these don't go away. They are now just called projects. And for me as an introvert, attending all these meetings and following up with people for group projects, it can be so draining and it can literally kill my day. So I changed how I really do things when it comes to group projects. And today I'm going to share with you what you can do to survive group projects. Welcome to The Shyest in the Room, your podcast on career advice for introverts like me. If you are shy or socially anxious, but you want to build your career and you want to be successful in your career, then this is the podcast for you. Remember your time in school or maybe university when you were stuck in group projects and, you know, the the worst thing was when they would assign people randomly and group you together with people that you maybe didn't really have a vibe with. And, you know, you would just be thrown in there into that group. And there you were. And you had to start working on a project. And, you know, there was always someone who talks all the time, but most of the time they actually just do the talking. And then there's this other person who just agrees with everything the first person just said. And they're like, yes, yes, okay, yeah, let's do that. That's great. And then you have that person that just complains about everything that actually doesn't really want to be in the group project. And it's just like, oh, the teacher is lame and oh, this project is lame and the topic is lame and I just hate my life. And then there's that person that's actually, you know, like always late and does nothing. And usually, if you are just the tiniest bit reliable in a group project, all the work ends up being on you anyways. I don't want to say I used to do everything in a group project and I was just this glamorous person. No, no, no. But because I wanted to get things done and I wanted to get things, you know, I wanted to avoid having too many meetings and following up with people all the time. I would just be like, okay, you know what? Give me the share. Give me more of the share. I don't mind. I'll just fix it. Unfortunately, at work, these characters don't change. Trust me, they are still there. So even if your whole team is super pumped and or you're only working, you know, it's your company and you're only working with people that you hired, then you might get lucky. But other than that, you are surrounded with people that are in the job and some of them will want to be participating in the project and others will not. So I remember being in a project once where actually this was a project that was that came from the head office down to our division. And that was actually supposed to be done by the C-level management. So back then I was just an ordinary manager, I would say. They were supposed to create this new kind of budget plan that was actually not your um, traditional budget plan in terms of just putting numbers. But it was like this huge project where you had to really evaluate each and every part. So I remember working in this project and I was there because my division, like the head of my department had left. So I had to attend this to, you know, have the interest of my department at heart. And there was one other guy who was just a manager like me, I would say, you know, and the rest was just C-level management. And what happened there was basically that everything was pushed onto the two of us. People were like, oh, we have such busy schedules. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. No, you know, you guys, please get this all together. And there was ending up with him together, two of us, and try to follow up with everyone, find things that we needed. And that was just the worst experience. I mean, actually, the project was fun. But just trying to run behind seven different people, getting their input and getting the information that you need. It can be very stressful. So what I took out of this entire experience are two things. And I will divide this into whether it's my project 
or is not my project. So here's what I do if this is my project, like a project I initiated and a project I am working on. So first of all, before I invite the people that will be on my project, I vet everyone. I really go in detail and I look at how I've worked with a person before, what I know about that person and their skills. And here actually my introvert power comes in of reading people and it has always been so handy for me. And to be fair, it hasn't really let me down. So do that, like vet people, use your power of being able to read them because most introverts are really good at reading people. But even if not, you know, look at the past experience you had with that person and how they usually work and try to get people for your project where you know you can rely on them and that they actually work and that you can get them excited because you need to get people excited for a project. That's a key. You really need to get them excited so that they will be motivated to work on it. If they hate it from the start and there's no motivation, your project can only fail. And if it's your project, you really have to be the cheerleader here, right? So the second thing is you have to put clear instructions. Make sure everyone knows what they have to do, set clear instructions, and make sure that they are also, like people are understanding the instructions. So people know what they have to do, how to do it, and why it is required. This way you can actually also eliminate unnecessary tasks because sometimes we think we have to do something one way, but then once we go through it and we discuss it with everybody, we see, oh no, actually we could do it an easier way. Maybe someone has an opinion on the project. So you put clear instructions and then while you lay them out, you involve everyone on the project so that they might put their own initiatives to it. And then after that, you follow up. So you need to put deadlines and you need to be on top of the deadlines. I know there are different tools out there where you can now do your team management, especially when we all went into home office. It got so much harder to follow through on group projects or projects. So there are different tools out there. Some are actually for free. And there you can schedule your team and everyone has access to the deadlines and everyone can see. So make sure you update those. This is your responsibility to update it so everyone knows their deadlines, what's required, and then you have to actually follow up. And what I do now is if something is missed, I address it. I'm not a big fan of conflict, so I address it in a nice way. I remind that person, but I also make sure that I'm very clear about it, that that person knows this is required and that if they don't feel up to the task, if they don't feel up to meeting their deadline, that then I will have to look for a replacement on the project. Because here, you cannot, if you are running your project and you rely on people, if you end up doing everyone's work, you will be exhausted. You cannot do that. On the other hand, an important thing is when you're running your own project, the key is that you do not show weakness. I really had to learn that the hard way and it can be hard, I know, but if you show that you are determined on fulfilling the project and that you're determined in the structure of the project and the instructions and the follow-ups and the deadlines, then actually people will take that more seriously. That's what I have found. And then you have to do way less follow-ups, which is uh, such a great relief, right? I mean, one less phone call or less email, I take it every day. Now, if it's not your project, what I do if it's not my project, I want to be reliable because I know how hard it is for that person. So whoever is in charge of the project, I'm going to be reliable. I know my task. I complete my task. But I do not take on extra work when someone else does not do their task. 
I used to do that. I try to ensure the project is all on track. Now, if this is someone else's project, you do your tasks, you deliver on your deadline because you don't want to be like the people we just talked about in the beginning. So you are on top of what you have to do and your deadlines, but do not complete other people's tasks. You have your own job to do. You will get stressed out. You will get overwhelmed. Do not do that. Remind yourself. If you get asked, of course, for help, then you help. But, you know, notice if someone is really trying to push their part of the project onto you, be strict and say no. Do not take someone else's work for the project over. Also, the more you are on top of what you are doing, the better you are actually prepared to have to attend less meetings for a project. And this is so great, you know, because for me, usually, especially in the morning, if this is like a two hour meeting on a project that we're working on, it can drain me so much. It can take so much of my energy just to be around the people and then they're arguing and this and that. So if it is my project, I really make sure that I'm on top of things and that I set deadlines and that I make sure that I vet the people I'm involving. If you're working with an external company or something, you have to make sure that when you tell them we're going to work with them, that you vet that company. You know, if you work with an external service provider on something, vet the company. Make sure that you're really working with someone you think you can rely on and you see your project succeed. If it's not your project, then complete your tasks. Make sure you do your tasks. But really evaluate if you want to take extra responsibility or not. Does that fit into your calendar? Do you have time for that? So survive projects. Unfortunately, they're always part of the road. Yes, I know we love to work independently. At least I do. <laughs> and uh, too many projects, too many meetings can be so overwhelming. But follow these few rules and it will make your life so much easier. See you soon. Thank you for listening today to The Shyest in the Room. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to learn more on mastering the business world as an introvert. Always remember, leaders are made, not born. Until next time. <laughs>